I told him we're going to do a, uh, a redo because when we, when we sing, we've got some rules. We've got little ones up here that are learning. And I said, when we sing, who do you watch? And they're supposed to point to me. They watch me all the time. They try to. And we're not supposed to touch each other. Are we supposed to touch each other? No. no. Are, we supposed to, are we supposed to rock back and forth? No. no. And who do we watch all the time? You. Right. Because if we look away... Everybody else looks away. So here's the other thing. When they get in the car with you, I told them this, but they probably forgot. When they get in the car with you, hopefully they'll say it. And if they don't remember to say it, you'll remember bringing them. Say, let's listen to your song. And the song is on um, the, the Facebook page for the church. And if you scroll through, you, you'll usually see some of their faces. And they can listen to the song and get it in their head before they, they get here and sing. It's great if they practice it through the week. That's awesome. But when they get in the car in the mornings, it's great if they just, that's, and that's just a good kind of Bible thing to do, just kind of listen to the, the Sunday school music on the way here. So I know we sung this song last week, but we're going to sing it extra loud today, aren't we? Yeah. Aren't we? Yeah. Aren't we? Yeah. Okay, there we go. So we'll get started. Psalm 51, 17, KJV. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise.
I'd like to welcome everybody to Sunday School this morning. Uh, like I say, I'm thankful to be here. I think we're here to kids sing. Um, I thought all week about how um, I'm thankful that I'm ready to go. Um, you know, I had a little accident on Tuesday, and um, I didn't have time to prepare, you know, for what was going to happen. But uh, I'm thankful that when I was a seven-year-old boy, I, ha I made that preparation. And I hope that if you're here today, um, you'll make that same choice. And uh, I'm just thankful to be here. I'm thankful to be saved. Um, we'll ask Sean to dismiss this out of school. Good to be in the Lord's house this morning, and, and uh, I agree with Gary wholeheartedly. Uh, I'm glad I'm saved, and uh, I, I, I about every Sunday I, I go back to my experience somewhere when I'm when I'm trying to teach, but I can go back to that Sunday morning and and kind of tell you about the details of what happened and I couldn't tell you what God done down in here. I just know I just know he saved me. And the best thing that ever happened to me. But it wasn't just a one time thing or a one day thing. Uh, God saved me when I was a fifteen year old boy and uh, that's been a long time ago. And it's just as good, if not better now than it was then. Uh, it it just keeps getting better and better onto a perfect day. One of these days, uh, the imperfection, this part right here is going to be changed to be made just as perfect as my soul is and go to heaven. Our lesson this morning kind of goes right along with Blaine's lesson last week. And uh, uh, when Jesus... When Jesus was here, 
and everybody knows this, everybody's read it. But when Jesus was here, seemed like just about everybody was trying to find fault in him, especially the religious people. And uh, uh, they they try to find fault in him. And uh, you go uh, on down toward the end when he was stood before Pilate. They, the religious people brought him to Pilate. They wanted him dead. And Pilate took him in his judgment hall. And I'm just kind of paraphrasing, but when when he got done with what he whatever he was doing, he said, I don't find no fault in this man. And uh, uh we might have, I don't know, before we got saved, we might have been finding fault with the church and fault with everything else. But since I've been saved, I ain't found no fault in that man. Not a bit. I've found a lot of fault with me, but I ain't no, I ain't, there's no fault in Jesus. And uh, he's never... Absolutely, I, I can say this. Absolutely, he's never left me or forsaken me. Uh, now, I've, I've, I've forsaken him. I've, I've failed and come short of the glory of God. And, but God was there. And I tell it all the time. Every time I've ever thought about doing something wrong, Jesus was right here telling me I was that that was wrong. And if I was doing wrong, he was here telling me I was wrong. And now, at the time, at the time, that wasn't enjoyable. I didn't enjoy being told I was wrong. But looking back at it now, from where I'm at now, some of the greatest blessings in my life when Jesus told me I was wrong. Let me know that he loved me even though I was wrong. But anyway, uh, our lesson this morning is in the 24th chapter of the book of Luke. Starting at the first, first verse, there's only six verses in this lesson. But, uh, uh, and... You remember last week, Jesus went to the Pharisee's house to eat. And this same thing in this lesson today. He was going, going to... And it came to pass, as he went into the house of, of, the, of one of the chief Pharisees to eat bread, on the Sabbath day, that they watched him. Now, if, if you've been saved by the grace of God, uh, from, the time, from the time that you get up off the altar or wherever, wherever you was at when you got saved and tell it, people start watching you. You may not realize it, but somebody's watching you. 
And uh, the, reason, the reason I can say that, Jesus told his church, he said, he said you're the light of the world. That's us. Every one of us have been saved. Jesus told us that. And this book, and I say this regular, this book is a letter from God to me. And he's telling, he's telling me things that happened in the book uh, to these people and uh, some of the good things and some of the bad things. He's telling me what I can expect. If I do the same things they did, I can expect the same things. If, if I try to follow God, the Bible said, they that uh, live cr godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecutions. Jesus was persecuted his whole life. Now, a lot of times, if, if we're not careful, we'll, we'll look at things through this, this mind up here and maybe... Something, something we don't like happens. Some, maybe somebody say something bad about us. And that's going to happen. Sometime or other, uh, that's going to happen. And we say, Lord, how come that happened to me? I've been trying to do the best I can. You didn't do better than Jesus. And he was persecuted just about every step of the way. And finally crucified. So we don't deserve any better than Jesus. But we got, we got the best that heaven. We got the best that heaven had. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That I could get saved. I didn't deserve it. Still don't. But God loved me enough to save me, and I sure am glad. And I, I can't say it enough. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. And uh, so they watched him. And uh, so people. People's going to be watching you. I remember one time, I probably I've told this before, I know, but uh, I just hadn't been saved too long, probably. We still lived up on Main Street. And uh, Oakley Webb's family lived next door to us, one of the apartments in that apartment building. And uh, me and him was uptown sometime or other, and, and I'd, I'd done something I shouldn't have done, and he knew about it. That worried me from that time, and we were just teenagers then. That worried me from that time till Oakley got saved. And that was a long time after that. Every time, every time I'd think about praying for Oakley or or. Even see him in church, uh, I'd feel like hiding my face, you know. And uh, but I guess 
I enjoy, I enjoy seeing people get saved or hearing about them getting saved. But I, I guess the best I ever enjoyed hearing about somebody getting saved was when Oakley got saved. And, and that, I believe, if I remember right, that was in that revival that I was talking about here Wednesday night when I, was, I had to work. And, uh, but God's good to us. We can, we can do wrong, God will forgive us. Absolutely. But I was thinking this morning, and I don't know how many people's like me, but I was thinking this morning, God's forgiven me of a lot of things in my life. But most of the time, I can't hardly forgive myself. Because Satan will, Satan will bring those things back to you in here and make you feel bad and and you ought to feel bad if you've done wrong but he God forgive me I know that and uh, so uh, we need to kind of try to put that behind us and forgive ourselves and, and move on but uh, I guess all of you know what I'm talking about we're all human but uh, so they watched him. People are watching us. I had a I had a guy one time tell me I was a religious fanatic, and it about made me mad when he said it. But then it made me happy after I thought about it a little bit. <laughs> I, I was glad he noticed. Uh, and I've I've been a I like I like sports, and a lot of a lot of people do. But uh, I like to watch football and baseball and basketball, just about any of them. And. Uh, you could say I was a fan, but I hope, I hope that I don't get to be a bigger fan of, of them things than I am of Jesus. Amen. What Jesus done for me when I was a 15-year-old boy beats anything I've ever experienced in this life. Amen. And every time, every time, just praying. If, if I get my heart where it ought to be and talk to Jesus, there ain't no, there, there's nothing no better. God's Spirit moves in your life when you pray. There's nothing no better than that. Nothing no better than being able, if you got a problem, to say, Lord, I got a problem, I need some help. Did you ever do that and didn't get any help? I haven't. I have never in my life humbled my heart before God like I ought to and said, Lord, I need help, that He wasn't right there. Did you ever have somebody in your family die that, that Jesus wasn't there? I haven't. 
he said he wouldn't leave us or forsake us. And he's, he's been with me every step of the way. And like I said, I've forsaken him some, but he was still right there. And he'll never leave us or forsake us. And I've been praying, I, I believe I said this Wednesday night, I've been praying ever since we talked about this revival that God give us the best one we ever had. And I, th- I believe he's going to. If, if, I get, if, if I come with my part, and that's all that's all's needed, God, God will take care of us. You read, read about God's promises in the book. He'd never leave us or forsake us. He said, where two or three come together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And the Bible said it wasn't his will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. It's his will that every one of our people get saved. The only thing, that's, the only thing that holds things back, either they don't want to, or we ain't showing them Jesus enough. It's, it's on my part. God don't fail. He'll come with his part when I come with my part. And uh, I, can, I can get up here and go through the motions. We can ever one go through the motions of doing our job and, and make a failure of it. But if we can humble our heart and say, Lord, here am I, you send me. Use me. And I've told this a lot, but I've done that one time. Sitting over on Albert Street, sitting up in the choir. We was having a real good meeting. I was enjoying it real good. I said, Lord, I want to do something. I feel like I need to do something. And it just come to me what uh, Moses told the children of Israel. Stand still and see the salvation of of the Lord. It wasn't my time. Sometimes it's not my time to testify or, or shout or whatever. It's not my time. But when it is my time, I ought to say, here, Lord, I'm, I'll go. If you want me to testify, I want to. If you don't want me to, I don't want to. I still feel like sometimes I'd like to, but... It ain't there. Anyway, they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecutions. Uh, the devil's going to get after you. And the closer you live to God, the harder the devil's going to fight you. And uh, <clears throat> back in the book of Job, and we've quoted this a lot lately, but. Uh, it said there was a day when the sons of God came together to present themselves before the Lord and Satan presented himself also. If we come together, we're coming together today to have revival. And I, I believe we're going to have one. But I tell you, guaranteed, the devil is going to try to disrupt the whole thing. He'll try to He'll try to get in, in here and get my mind on something else or away from what's going on in church. And that you, you might say, well, that's just a little thing. It might be a little thing 
but it might be the very thing that would stop the meeting. We need to lay aside, the Bible said, every weight. Now what? I could be sitting, I could be sitting there on that front bench where I usually sit, and I could be thinking about something that I need to do tomorrow or something, maybe a good thing that needs to be done. But in church ain't the place to think about it. When I'm here, my heart ought to be on heaven and on my people that's lost and, and on trying to help the preacher or the singers or whoever's doing what for God. We need to do the very best we can to hold them up like when Moses was up on the mountain, they was in the battle. When he held his hands up, they won the battle. But he got tired. And his hands started to go down, and they were losing the battle. And two of the, two of the guys got on each side, one on each side, and they held his hands up, and they won the battle. So when the preacher's up, hold his hands up. Singers, whatever's being done, hold, hold, hold them up. May not be my time. May not be my time to testify or, or or preach or sing or whatever. But if Billy Ray's singing and I can hold his hands up and help him out while he's singing, or if the choir's singing, we need to hold them up with everything we got. Have you ever seen a service that the choir got got into it real good? That we didn't have a real good service all the way through. So if we if we can hold them up, pray for them. God will bless us to have a good service. And I told you I've told you a lot of times about my experience. I tell all my experiences until everybody's probably got them memorized. But uh, I was praying, sitting on a front bench, probably over on Albert Street, praying, Lord, I need a blessing. I need to feel Your Spirit, and I wasn't getting nothing. And I finally said, Lord, if you can't bless me, bless the church. And God filled my cup up and run it over. I was praying the wrong way. And he, when I prayed the way he wanted me to, I got the blessing. And uh, so we need to hold each other up and let God do what he wants to do. And he's the only one that knows. Got kind of off the lesson. And behold, there was a certain man before him which had the dropsy. And I'm not sure what that was, but some kind of disease. And uh, this was on the Sabbath day. And... Uh, of course, these people was trying to find fault in Jesus any way they could. And uh, Paul said, when I would do good, evil is present. And uh, everything that Jesus ever done, absolutely, was good. He never sinned. Everything he done was good. And it still is. We come to church. 
And a lot of times, if I'm not careful, I'll go home from church and and uh, I'll kind of let things slide till the next church time. And then I'll get up and come to church and Lord bless me. What did I do? What did I do between times to deserve a blessing? If we're not careful, we'll sit around on the Lord between church times. Church ain't the only time I'm supposed to be working for God. Uh, I'll use these Sunday school lessons for an example. If if me or Blaine or whoever's whoever's teaching, whichever class they're teaching in, if we didn't if we didn't didn't study our lessons, we wouldn't have nothing to talk about. I I know I know little enough about them. With uh, anyway, when I do study, I t- I always tell the Lord. When I'm studying a lesson, Lord, you give me, you give me what you want me to have. And uh, so God, we got we got some we got some work to do when we're not at church. That's the point I'm trying to make. And the Bible said, "Pray without ceasing." You remember Daniel? The Bible said he entered into his room, I believe, three times a day. And opened his window toward Jerusalem and, and prayed. And uh, and Daniel was a great man of God. And we can all be great for God in our part if, if we do our part. And coming to church is part of it. That's a major part. But if I don't if I go all week and don't pray and try to come to church and say, Lord, now I'm ready, I probably won't pray when I get to church either. Maybe make a little noise. So we need, we need to do our part for Jesus all the time. Anybody got anything? And Jesus... Answering, spake unto the the lawyers and Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? Now, these people these people were looking for him to heal so they could say he broke the Sabbath. He worked he he worked on the Sabbath day. And uh Jesus never did break a law of God anywhere. He kept it to a jot and a tittle. And uh, let me read on down. And they held their peace, and he took him and healed him and let him go. And answered them 
saying, Which of you shall have an, an ass or an ox fallen into a pit and will not straightway pull him out on the Sabbath day? There's some things, there's some things that just have to be done. That's what Jesus was saying. Some things have to be done. And uh, some things you've got to take care of. Now, I don't believe I need to arrange things so I have to take care of them on the Sabbath. But if, if, if something happens, like he's seeing an ox falls in a ditch or something, thing, accidents happen, things happen that we've got to take care of. God knows that. And if if I've got something that happens keep that's going to keep me from coming to church, but it needs to, it has to be took care of, then I ought to say, Lord, I need your help. Depend on the Lord to help me get through that. And as soon as I do, if I can, come to church. And uh and, and, and God will bless you in doing it. Now, these people are trying to find fault in him for doing good. And like I said, when, you, when, you, when I would do good, evil's present. And you never know where that's coming from. It could be one of your brothers and sisters in church God forbid, but it could be. I've heard of, I've you know I've heard of people talking about people in church and backbiting and all kinds of stuff like that. Ought not to happen. I don't care. I don't care what I know on Bill. I shouldn't tell it to nobody but Bill. So if if you got if you got something. Your neighbor's doing it ought not to be done doing. Uh, either either talk to him yourself or or go to the pastor. Might as well give him another job. Uh, but it shouldn't be passed around. That's what I'm saying. Because God. I don't care how how bad I've been in my life. Well, I do care, but uh, you know what I mean. As bad as I've been sometimes, uh, I don't want the world to know about it, if I can help it. But some of them do, do and did, and, and that's my fault. But as, as, as bad as I've been, I, I don't want people passing that all around, stirring it all up again. Uh, I'm supposed to be a light to the world. Our church is supposed to be the light to the world. And I don't want, I don't want to hear nobody saying, if that's, what, if that's what a Christian is, I don't want to go to that church. All because of one person? Or two persons. So we need to live. We need to. 
If I know somebody, something on somebody, I need to keep my mouth shut or, or go talk to them about it. Anybody got anything? And they could not answer him again to these things. It, well, if they'd have answered, they'd have been condemning themselves. We, uh, We're here, and, and I believe, I was talking about revival a while ago, I believe God wants us to have a revival all the time. And uh, this church does a lot. And I've been here since, I don't know, probably eight or nine years old. And it uh, seemed to me like just about every weekend or every other weekend or something, we, we about got a revival. God blesses real good and has most of that time since I was just a kid. And that's one reason I can say God's blessed this church beyond measure. As far back as I can remember, God's blessed us. There's been, been a few hard times. But like I said, when I would do good, evil's present. The devil's going to try to stop you every chance he gets. I tell you, I've told this hundreds of times, I know, but I hadn't been saved very long, and, and I come home from school, and the devil had been bugging me all day long. I come home from school, and, and uh, nobody home but me, and I went in the bathroom and got on my knees. I said, Lord, I need some help. I can't handle it. And there was a leaflet, Sunday school visitor's leaflet, laying on the dresser, and I picked it up, and it the memory verse on it was, I'll not have you tempted above what you're able, but with every temptation, there's a way made for your escape. He filled my cup up and run it over, and the devil was gone. And that's, I mean, that, that stands out in my life. That was, that was something that I could look at visibly, and see that God done for me. And uh, and he'll take care of us. If the devil if the devil is giving you a hard time, tell the Lord about it. He can put him on the run. I know that from personal experience. And uh anybody got anything? So if they, if they persecuted Jesus, and they did, they're going to persecute the church. And they are. And the devil is going to fight us tooth and nail, and he is. But the, the main thing, remember who our God is, 
He's bigger than the devil. He can handle him. If you want an example, look at Calvary. I believe, I believe when Jesus died on the cross, the devil was jumping up and down and shouting. He thought he had him whooped. When he got up out of the grave, he knew better. And I, he's been crying ever since and trying to make the church pay for it because he was wrong. But he can't. He don't have the power. Now he might. If I argue with him, he can beat 